Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Welcome to another episode of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garmer. Here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, Mark, uh, PlayStation showed off a heck of a lot of stuff. We will definitely get into that. Some surprises that I don't think anybody really knew about, or if you did, you were really good at keeping it quiet. And, of course, the one game that a lot of people wanted to see, that already caused controversy because people can't deal with somebody actually looking like a character they're supposed to look like. So we'll get into that. We will uh, talk about the Epic and Apple thing. That mandate came down. And also some other things as well. So, Mark, what have you been playing in the time that... Since the last time we did a show here. Uh, I finished up Psychonauts 2. I finished up Resident Evil Village, finally. So how do you, do you feel any different about Psychonauts now that you have beaten the game? Not really. Uh, I still think Psychonauts 1 is a better game overall. Like it has, I think it's just more inventive or more like a fuller experience. Yeah, some of the like, later levels in Psychonauts 2, like they aren't bad, but they're just not memorable. Like... A lot of the a lot of the levels in Psychonauts one were really built around you get a new power. This is like this is the level for that power essentially. Psychonauts two doesn't really have that. Like it has like one or two of those types of levels, but most of them are just kind of standard platforming, you know, regular levels. So they aren't like really unique, you know. Yeah, I mean, but doesn't the level design make up for that? Not really. In some ways, no. No, <laughs> like. Some of the levels are actually kind of hard to navigate because you're not clear on like where to go. Uh, at least like one level in particular where uh, you're in this like guy's mind and he's an alcoholic, so it's all like boot like bottle filled and everything, and it's incredibly hard to get around because it's all like under it's basically all in like liquid, and Raz, you know, can't survive in water, so. <laughs> It's a problem. Um, but the story's good. Uh, and, yeah, I liked it, but I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd call it a Game of the Year contender. Right now it's good, but it was fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing a lot of people that are really, really liking it and saying it is a Game of the Year contender, and there's people that were like, man, uh, kind of like you, it's good, but I was expecting more. So, interesting when you get games like that i will definitely be able to i'm going to be playing more of it i just got some other games that i uh, now have to play due to uh reviews and such but uh resident evil 8 i mean i know you were enjoying it the last time we had talked about it so now that you finished it yeah i keep kind of i kept kind of going back to it like starting and stopping yeah it's it holds up pretty well uh Especially now, well, I'm, I'm actually replaying it again now that I have at least one weapon with infinite ammo, the shotgun. 
but yeah, good story. Uh, looks nice or really good. It's funny because like I talked with the ends about it. Is he thought he like when he played it, he was like almost had like it was like a resource management problem where like he was like barely scraping by, and I was just like I'm. I don't have that at issue at all. <laughs> like, yeah, he's one of the few that I've heard say they have that issue. Almost everybody else is like, well, they have enough stuff between what you can buy and what you get. Yeah, that you don't have to worry about that. I mean, I did die every so often, or like, you know, I may have to buy bullets occasionally. But aside from like the very last fight, I I never had like I was never like really hurting for ammo or you know items you know but yeah look i was finally happy to you know plow through it i didn't play resident evil 7 so that's kind of an issue because like there's a lot of story stuff that ties into that game but it's like all right well whatever and they don't so, do any kind of recap or anything i mean they try to but like it's hard to en- encapsulate a game you know a previous game so much <laughs> but what else oh yeah i tried to play no man's sky <laughs> and that did not go well. Well, I mean, you played No Man's Sky before. Yeah, that was in 2016 when that game launched. Yeah. So, I mean, they just put out that big update. And it's like, oh, people are finally saying the game's good. <laughs> you know, basically. Mm-hmm. It's only taken five years to get to that point. So, I tried to load up my copy. I, down- I-, I got the PS5 version and downloaded that. Mm-hmm. It would not recognize my save. Oh, and, in, and in fact, like, my save was gone. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? You know, what the, what happened? I had a save. I know I did. Because my, I, like, at, like very early on, you could glitch the game kind of to get, like, a lot of money quickly. Did you upload it to the cloud? Well, that's the thing. Uh, I I was like, I don't know where my save is. Because when I, I, when I got my PS5, I transferred everything over, you know, or I thought I did. Right. Uh, and then even on... So I was like, maybe it's on the PS4 and I can just copy it from a USB key. Or, you know, it wasn't on there either. And I was oh, like, man. what? So then, yeah, uh, I did I did dig into the uh, uh, cloud storage and it was on there. And I'm like, all right, cool. Downloaded it. Uh, and the game is like, it doesn't, it doesn't do autos or it doesn't do saves well. It's like, it's like Watch Dogs Legion. They have to like upload the save to like their version of the cloud. And then you can download it to, you know, your PS5. And I'm like, all right. Loaded up the PS4 version of No Man's Sky on my PS4. It wouldn't recognize my save either. I have a, like, version 1.03 save. And the game is on version, like, 3.63, I think. My save is too old. Oh, so I wouldn't, like, bring it over because it's too old. Well, here's the fun thing I did. Is I have a disc-based version of No Man's Sky. So I deleted the game from my PS4, like put it off, put it offline, downloaded my save. Well, I had this, I saw the save, and I loaded up the game from the disc version one point zero zero, and that worked. Like I could load my save up then. I loaded up underneath the game world. Uh, that was interesting because I spent tw- I, I could not get a, like into the map. I was literally stuck underneath the game, like the world. I was in like an ocean, and it you know it's like oh I I should just be able to like swim to the top, but I couldn't. I had like grenade my way through the game world, like with this like terrain de- deform like 
deformation grenade. And I eventually did it. And I got to like a save point above ground, saved, thinking like maybe it can't read my old save because like I'm under I'm under the ground. Or, yeah. you know, it's just in a bad area. Saved, like updated the game, and it still wouldn't work. Ah. <laughs> uh. And I even like contacted that Sean guy, what's his I forget the guy's name. Sean Murray. Yeah, and like the No Man's Sky, like I just tweeted at him and uh, the developers going like, "Hey, what's the issue here? Can I just not use the save?" And they never got back to me. <laughs> so uh, that's yeah, I was like, "Ah, uh, this is annoying." And they may I, not have accounted for that because they probably figured most people that either they would just start a new game or they would have played enough to where they're continuing on. Yeah, you know. I couldn't parse out what was the problem or like if I had to get like some intermediate update or something, but after like an hour or two of screwing with that, I was like, screw this. <laughs> you didn't think uh, about just starting new? I did start a new character just temporarily. Uh, I mean, it was fine. <laughs> it didn't, I mean, to me, they didn't change much. They just added more crap that kind of bogged the game not even more to me. Uh, like if, like if you had like a portable refinery, I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> Well, I was just like, I, this is more busy work in this game, and I just want to do it. So then I deleted it and fired up near Replicant, finally. Uh, well, there's there's a game you can certainly uh, spend some time playing. Yeah, I'm not too far in it. I, I got really all more focused on Resident Evil Village. But yeah, I played a few hours, and it's it's good. It's, you know, medieval near kind of. Do you like it more than, do you like it just as much as Automata, or...? I mean, not yeah. not really, or at least not the moment, just because Automata had a better art style or, you know, more interesting characters, at least so, so far. But got good music, though. I mean, the same, I think it's the same composer. Did yeah, both. same composer, all that. So, you know, it's going to have the good music. That's at least it, positive. It plays fine. Like, it actually does play a lot, a lot like uh, Automata, like, you know, especially with, like, the guard or the counterattack stuff. So... And, but instead of a drone, you just have a magical floating book around you. And I also bought a Game Boy player for the Game GameCube. How does that work? You just stick it in the GameCube and well, no, that's it's. I mean, that's the old Nintendo product. The funny thing is, I don't have a GameCube at the moment. So I mean, I just bought this thing. Uh that thing is expensive. It sticks in the bottom oh. of the GameCube. It comes in two parts. You need the actual player thing, and then like the disc to like start it. Yeah. The disc is like the expensive part. That was like one thirty or one forty. I'd imagine so. They don't sell that anymore. Yeah, and a lot of people like threw away the disc, or you know, lost the disc right. or got damaged or whatever. So yeah, the player itself I got for like thirty seven bucks, but without the disc, it's essentially a paperweight, or you know, you can't do anything with it. So did you get it to actually work? Yeah, I I had the guy test it when I bought it at like the store I bought it from. Oh, okay. I bought it from store. Yeah, yeah, I bought it. So yeah, once I eventually get a GameCube, <laughs> is it like just Game Boy and Game Boy Color? Or is there... uh, no, it's Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, all three. I mean, it's an old old accessory, but those things like those things nowadays go for two hundred dollars easy. Oh, I bet. So... yeah, because you can. It allows you to play the the games on. A... Yeah. I'm happy to finish uh, Resident Evil and Psychonauts too. <laughs> hey, that's always good when you can finish those games. So but, I'm just go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say now I'm just 
replaying Resident Evil again with an infinite ammo shotgun, and that makes it a whole lot more fun. Then make you want to go and finally play Resident Evil 7? Uh, not really. At least not at the moment. Because I know that game is way more, even more about, like, the horror aspect. Or I know Yeah, not definitely, game. it's a lot more. It's yeah. less action-y, more about, more about the classic Resident Evils. See, the one thing, there's one really nice thing in Village, like, this is pretty late in the game, but you play as Chris, like, near the end, and that's a whole lot of fun, because, like, he has an assault rifle and, uh, like, a machine gun pistol, and he doesn't have infinite ammo, but he has a lot of ammo, and you just start mowing these, like, enemies down, and it's like, this is fun. <laughs> this is a nice release that for this game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, what are you playing? Ah, so I am reviewing Lake. If you don't know what that is, it's a very simple game. Sort of like imagine Death Stranding, but it really is about the Postal Service. <laughs> uh, so you're it. It's like a Telltale thing, sort of. You're, but you are moving the character around. So you're delivering mail, actually driving the postal truck. And you actually have to drive to people's houses, deli- physically deliver the package or deliver the letter. And then, uh, so basically you're, it's also set in this time frame of 19, but in 1986. So two months before I was born, you're Meredith in the town of Lake, which is set in Oregon. Um, we're not in the town, I think it's called something else, uh, but Lake is, it's called Lake because there's a big lake that goes around the entire town. So your dad was a postman for I don't know how many years. And so now he's either he needs to go. I think he's going on vacation, but he's getting to the point where he's thinking about retiring. But either way, they went on vacation. Uh, your parents did. And so you're like taking over his shift for two weeks. And you now live in somewhere else, I think New York. And this is in the age where like, you know, the Apple two and all that stuff. So she like works on a program that helps you figure out how to organize yourself better basically uh, or organize your your payroll and all that kind of stuff they call it edit so that's your your job that she does so she's going from that to going to work be a postal worker so basically she goes back to her old hometown and meets all the people that she used to know and while you're also doing that work the one thing kind of sucks is I don't know what is up with my computer. I did that thing with NVIDIA where you tell it to use the high performance. I don't know, maybe maybe I had to change the battery setting, change it to like the number the 100% instead of the middle ground. I don't know if that does anything, but like I can't, it does that same thing like it would do with control where I can get it one time I load it up and it works fine. And then the next time I load it up and it's a pain because it'll stutter and I'm driving a freaking car, so or it's a postal truck, but I'm driving a car. I can't really have it do that. Um, so it's kind of annoying uh, for me to play at times. I wasn't – they sent me a PC code at first, and I had went ahead and taken it, and then they sent me the Xbox code like two days after the game came out. And I was like, well, I'm not taking it code for both because I can't write a review for two places. So. I was like, well, I'll just keep with the PC code, I guess. And even though the PC code was complimentary, supposedly, so I technically could have done that anyway. <laughs> but 
I didn't read the fine print until after I'd already given back the codes, so I can't really do anything. But um, the game's only $20, honestly, and if you want a game where it's kind of relaxing, because uh, there's no time, even, you know, like in, if it was a regular job, you know, there's a limit to how, you can't just take forever to deliver the mail. There is a time limit there, but in this game, you can kind of see the sides, do your, do however long it takes for you to get to point A to point B. There's places you discover along the way, like landmarks and stuff like that. So there is interesting things about it. And obviously the hooks with the characters and you can kind of have like romantic relationships and things like that. So I have been enjoying it when I can play. It looks like the male version or the male carrier version of like Deadly Premonition or like, you know. Yeah, without the without the wacky stuff. Yeah, it's very, but, very yeah. Straightforward. Driving around a town or just exploring the town, and then yeah, having relationships with people. Exactly. Uh, so I, I've been playing that. I have uh, I played like an hour of the Artful Escape. Uh, that is also another one of those games that well, it's a side scroller. You're going from one place to another, and so I mean. I got to the part where you basically he just finds out what you see in the trailers. Yeah. So you it's like setting up the town. He's the nephew of a very famous folk singer. And he has a very important like his first show at this festival that's in the town where he lives. And then that sets it up and you walk through the town and uh you start getting your power or whatever, and that's as far as I've gotten, so I will uh, be able to talk about it more. And I also, it came really late uh, for Outer Haven, a review code for Tales of Arise. I don't they love to do that. Get, at 8 o'clock at night, decide to give you a code for something the day it comes out. But either way, um, it showed up. I played, I think, about like four hours of it, so I'm still in the beginning part. I only have the first two characters you get, which if you play the demo is the, um, oh, I forgot. I think it's Siphon or Sim, Simone or something. Uh, the girl with the, that has the gun with the, with the pink hair. And the guy with the white hair, who's the main character, or well, one of the main characters. He's the guy you start out with as, um, when you play him in the demo, he no longer has the mask on that he has on at the beginning. So I'm guessing I'm going to figure out uh, how he gets that mask off eventually. That's the whole but, story. Yeah. But um, interesting, like, premise uh, so far of, like, your, uh, it's two, like, basically nations. There's uh, Dannons, which is what the guy with the mask is, and then the girl with the pink hair, uh, sorry, the lady with the pink hair, she is a Renan who is, like, they have a, uh, their whole world is in the sky, so there's obviously a class so war it, going on between the two. It's a story and, from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, and basically the the um, the Renans are called Bright Eyes because they have the astral arts, they have the magical powers, uh, and then the Danans are they have like a they're called embedded because they're given these like spiritual orbs that are like embedded into their hand uh, when they're born so that they can siphon that off and use that to create more astral arts. So it's almost like a slave society. So there's obviously people trying to uprise against that. And that's part of your, you have like a group that's doing that. And she kind of joins your group, even though she is a Renan. 
uh, for various reasons, which, you know, you'll find out as you uh, keep going in the game. The So the combat is nowhere near what it's at in the demo. It's at, I'm at, like, right when you start getting the, where you can control the character to tell it to do an attack or not do an attack. And uh, a lot of the DLC that comes with this game can easily, if you get it at the beginning, which they provided that in the code, can break the game very early on. I try yeah, not I, to use that on purpose. <laughs> well, it's funny. I saw uh, Jason from Giant Bomb kind of like complaining about that. Or he was like, this is kind of gross. And it's like, yeah. Well, don't use it. <laughs> well, it's, it's like the Tales games have been doing that for years. And also, yeah, it's not needed. Like those, I would actually say Tales is pretty balanced when it comes to like DLC. It's a good time saver, but you don't need to. You like, it's not like, oh, you're drastically under level for this boss. I have to go buy this like five level, you know, DLC option. You know, <laughs> plus you can control a lot of it because you're moving around. Yeah. So you control when they can hit. I mean, obviously, if you have too many characters. Uh, enemies against you at once there may be a point where if they knock out some of your characters you may not be able to just dodge away but for the most part if you're unless you're playing on i'm playing on normal so they do have difficulty options here yeah Uh, if if, i guess if you're playing on moderate or something higher you may not get as many options to dodge or whatever because the enemies strike faster um, I will say it seems like the astro arts take a little bit too long to fire. Uh, I mean, it feels like there's this pause and then it, you're waiting for like five, six seconds, seven seconds for the art to finally go. And in that time, you can get hit. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's almost like Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake in that aspect. When you do stuff like that, it takes a little bit of time. So you can get hit. So you have to kind of make sure there's not enemies that are targeting you at that time. But for the most part, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's a fun game. I've, it's getting, uh, unfortunately, even though I'm, I'm not reading anybody's thoughts, but it's really hard not to see the, obviously the scores and the rave, the people raving about it. So uh, I'm not reading anybody's things. I'm not uh, watching any videos, but I have seen the praise that it's getting. So uh, it's, I mean, that's the thing, right? When you give somebody a code for a game the day it comes out, I'm not sequestered like everybody else. I'm not going to just be away from everything for two weeks or how long it ever it's going to take to beat this game. So, uh, you know, yeah. that's uh, one of those things you kind of you can't do things the same way uh, if you get things, something early. So, yeah, and I mean, a lot of ga- this was the week. This This is the week that starts. Uh, from now till the twenty first of there is so many freaking games, yeah, uh, coming all at once here. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't you didn't want Life is Strange two colors. You like the other? I like the first know, one. I mean, this the game got has gotten good reviews so far, but I'm not entirely sold on the main character or just the whole like look, I guess. But that's yeah. just me. I mean, you know, if I get it later on, sure, but. If not, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> it's a square game, so I'd imagine it will not take very long for it to go on some kind of sale. I've, I'm still trying. Uh, Crown Trick is on Game Pass. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Uh, that 
Fist game that has the rabbit uh, that jumps around came out. The Sonic Colors Ultimate, which that has issues that we'll everyone talk wants, about. Everyone wants that one. Uh, the first of the pixel remasters that I actually want, Pop Fantasy Four, uh, came out. So that's interesting. Oh, that Ultra Age game came out. I didn't even know that. Uh, Artful Escape that I just talked about uh, is out and it's on Game Pass. Tells her Arise NBA 2K22, that WarioWare Get It Together game. I forgot Lost and Random had come out, and I kind of wanted that. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I may get it myself later. Good lord, that Eastward game comes out really fast. <laughs> Too many games are coming out. Of course, Deathloop is coming in a few days. So I know a lot of people are excited about that game. But I, I mean, that's that's pretty much what I have been playing. I will definitely have more on all of those uh, next week. And sorry that we missed a week again. I had an old boss uh, passed away due to COVID. It was weird going to a funeral where it's like you see, or it's not, it was, it was the, the viewing. And his son is there, his you know, young son crying and, and also, you know, the wife or and then everybody else. The the sad thing is one of those where he decided not to get vaccinated. I felt bad and I really didn't feel like doing a show after having, you know, come back from a viewing at midnight, but I also didn't feel sad because I felt that it could have been avoided in a way. So that's one of those things that like is really painful about this entire thing not just you know what it's doing to everyone the fact that we've had to have another one of these huge breakouts again but the fact that a lot of this is unavoidable that we're dealing with it right now um yep. so or it's it is avoidable sorry and people choose not to uh do that ah <sighs> but still uh it was still a sad moment it was he's still he was in his 40s he was not um, super old so even the sadder on that front for me but moving on something to be excited about that playstation showcase sony kind of announced it out of nowhere that they said it was going to be on september 9th and it happened and man they had quite a few things to definitely announce in this the long rumored star wars as the old republic remake which of course is being made by asper uh, comes to the PlayStation ecosystem for the... It was Xbox exclusive, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, it comes to the PlayStation ecosystem for the first time. It is coming to the other systems, obviously, but it uh, they did mention that they could play around with the story. It's not going to be completely the same. How do you feel about this? Were you a fan of the game? Yeah, I like the first one quite a bit. The second one had it was good, but it had issues, obviously. But yeah, those like I really like that first game. Uh I like that they had to come out and say, like, this is a remake. This isn't a remaster. No shit, it's a remake. <laughs> like you're not gonna remaster an old ass Xbox game, you know? Because people were like questioning that, and it's like, are you are you dumb? Like that game came out in like 2003. Like you're gonna, you're not gonna remaster that. I'm kind of curious if it'll still be an RPG or like if it'll still kind of have that same battle system because that was like 
I wouldn't say turn-based, but it was a kind of, you kind of would like queue up actions and any character. Yeah, I, automatically that is do it. what turned me off from that game. It's the yeah. battle system. I didn't like the whole queuing up actions and then waiting. It felt like an eternity for the thing to finally do it, and then oh, okay, it's not. It, it was. It's not turn-based in the way that turn-based feels like. Okay, you press the button, he does it. Right. That, that delay and that like not knowing because it felt like your the enemies didn't have turns. Like yeah, they went ahead and just kept attacking, and I'm just like, uh, I'm confused here, and I'm just gonna not keep bothering with this. But yeah, from what I mean, I've heard, que- it's great for Kotor for for uh, Star Wars lore and all that. You could queue up like four different actions, uh, but it it didn't feel like natural, like you said. Yeah, but I kind of got used to it personally, so that wasn't a huge issue to me. Like, I'm if it'll have like more of a like Dragon Age Inquisition feel, like you can do that stuff, but it'll play much more of like an action RPG. I think that's what a lot of people would want, especially after you know uh, Jedi Fallen Order was such a success. I think people may want that yeah. experience. I mean, obviously, there's going to be people that want that old game as well, and they're going to be upset. But well, I thought maybe it'll just have it. an have an option or toggle like classic mode or you know some RPG yeah. mode or something like that. Uh, I said I saw that they might kind of just basically combine the two games into one game. Uh, that might be interesting, but those I mean, games, yeah, because that's that's hard to go on from this and then have to wait to see how well it sells to then green light a doing number two. Yeah, like those games are also long. <laughs> like yes, <laughs> especially I do 120 hours. <laughs> yeah. Even even like the first game, like it takes you a while to become like a Jedi or to become, you know, get a lightsaber. Like you were on that first planet where you're not, where you're just like a guy or, you know, a regular person for, I don't know, five hours minimum. Wow. All yeah. Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited or it should be good. I mean, that's the important part is that people are excited about it and let's see what they wind up doing. And they just make it all about the first game or do they include that second game as well? Uh, something else that uh, got announced just to get it quickly out of here is they showed off more Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which has a bunch of guns, even though it's in a fantasy setting, which they make jokes about that. Uh, I thought that was the worst trailer. <laughs> yeah. I. I'm baffled. Like, I thought they were gonna try to actually make it different than Borderlands. Like, this is all about magic. Like, and if you don't like, if you don't want to just have the guns or whatever, oh, this is different. You know, like, oh, we're just we're just putting it. We're just doing Borderlands in a different setting with with some different characters. Well, there was like, I think it was Borderlands Two. Maybe had like the tiny Tina DLC that was basically this game but smaller. I just think that character is awful. So having to hear her yell at you for an entire game might make you want to break up my PS5, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I said I'm baffled. Like, they think that game is, like, funny or, like, the characters are good. I mean, I guess they also thought Duke Nukem was good. Well, but didn't you guys have this problem with Borderlands 3 where they thought it was funny and you guys didn't? Yeah. (laughs) me and and Yen's both muted the characters because yeah like the characters are all shitty Yeah. so I don't want to play a game you know with garbage characters I don't care how good the game is really and those like they're passable but they don't 
they're not like the best game ever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of people that like that game, but I'm assuming the game's fun just so you can mute the characters. And also, like that's another game that'll go be be twenty bucks within like three months of release, like just like Borderlands Three was. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, we'll see if it sells well, but. I was intrigued by the premise with the fact that they kind of just, oh, let's do Borderlands again. They don't have enough faith in, okay, let's change this up a little bit. Kind of bothered yeah. me some. Right. So uh, there was a lot packed in here for this 40 minutes. So I appreciated that. Of course, Alan Wake Remaster has been kind of rumored around for a, you know a few months now. It got leaked and then they announced it officially and then we get the trailer which i thought it looked really good i'm excited to play that game again any thoughts on no yeah it's very good game uh i don't know if it has american nightmare in it but it has the other two dlc packs yeah i mean i'd play it again if i could or you know i'm ready to have it on the 360 and pc but right yeah sure why not (laughs) i yeah definitely i will be wanting to play that again of course, there were a lot of... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think they're trying to test the waters for Alan Wake 2, you know? I hope so, man. I want Alan Wake 2 really bad, so go buy this game, people. Go buy this game. Uh, the interesting thing will be, will it be the sixty, the full $60 or not? No, it's 30 It's 30 Okay. Which I, is I, an I acceptable price. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a very acceptable price. I'm totally down with that, so... It has the visuals of Alan Wake. That's what of you know modern games with the the great game that is Alan Wake. I'm down with that. It's not the same as uh, Uncharted: A Thief's End and Lost Legacy getting the PC ports, which we'd already seen on Sony's financial reports that they were going to do that. Yeah. So it it wasn't a total you know surprise or anything. But I, how do you feel about it? I I saw it's weird because so many people complain that the PS5 doesn't get anything when the PC gets all these uh, graphics and all that. And then there was people complaining about, oh, well, why Uncharted and Lost Legacy? You know, like, why why are they getting put on PS5? That's stupid. They're already on PS4. Well, they're going to make it better on PS5, hopefully. But, I mean... Sure, because they'll sell on PC. Like it's like Days Gone and Horizon did. I mean, they're not dumb. Yeah, no, I definitely understand why they're on PC, and that's the thing. I think you you don't realize how much people, how much console owners feel like, oh well, not only are you putting it on PC, even though yes, it is many years later, they're getting the better graphics, they're getting the better everything, and we're stuck with the PS4 version. Like, why are we not getting that update as well? And I think it it seems a lot fair for those console owners to also get because on PS5. The PS4 has a nice bottleneck, so they can, you know, the P, the PC is an always expanding platform. It's not like the, they didn't come out with 90 different versions of the PS4. They came out with one. Right, yeah. Or one different one, you know. Yeah, they have to sit there and and make it work for so many different PCs, and then give it options for people with different monitors and different things. Like people need to kind of understand that. But I also kind of get the console people on that end. It's like, well, we want to play those games again. 
Not really. No, you don't. <laughs> you just want to be able to say, oh, it's there on PS5. Yeah, it's funny. I bought, I didn't play Lost Legacy. I bought Uncharted 4. I even bought the collector's edition of that game. Right. I played it. I had it for like three years later. And then I was like, why do I still have this? You know, then I sold it. Because <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to play it again. I barely wanted to play it the first time. I don't think I like those yeah. games at all, though. So Yeah, we have talked before about how they are not that for I mean, they, they yeah. are incredibly well made, just not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. I play, I've dabbled in them, and I keep saying I'm going to go back because I like those kind of games, but then I don't for all the other reasons. So, yeah. Ah, it's good that they exist because they exist for people that want that that are considering that they were this is a big announcement like this is a big thing you want your big games uh to be shown and they did plenty of that a surprise of wolverine now joins uh spider-man as a playstation exclusive and that is kind of that's really cool insomnia games is doing it how do you feel about wolverine getting the treatment sure I actually like that other Wolverine game, the 361, uh, Wolverine Origins, I think, or whatever the hell yeah. it's called. That was a good game. Wolverine is pretty well tailored for a game, you know? Yeah, I say kind of go for it. It's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting if it's, it'll be open world or not, though. Or it'll be, if it's like mission-based or something like that. An open yeah, world game I, would be cool. I feel like it's going to be in, in like the same vein as the Spider-Man. They'll just use the same map. <laughs> <laughs> Only instead of instead of uh, wall crawling, it'll be like wall wall climbing with your claws. Yeah, walk. Yeah, exactly. You wall climb with your claws. Your he'll uh, you know he'll slash you up, and then who knows? Maybe he'll have like a different. Uh, will he be more gruesome than Spider Man? That will will you oh, see yeah. him? I I I imagine the game will have to be M rated, or else it'll feel really toothless. I hope so too, but I wonder if Sony will want to make sure you can get the the youngins involved and maybe. Uh, well, look at God of War. Of no, but God of War is different. God of War was always like that. It was always M rated, wasn't so it? So was that last? So are most Wolverine. <laughs> that that three sixty yeah. Wolverine game was M rated. Right, I mean, but I mean, like when you're talking about okay, you have another Marvel property. Will you know? Would Marvel or Disney get involved? I don't think Marvel might. Disney may, but I, I think if that's the case, the game is kind of almost doomed to failure then. <laughs> but I doubt it. I'm sure that has to be one of the stipulations. Like, if we're going to make a Mar- make a Wolverine game, it's going to have to be M-rated. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. Like, it's just, it's he uses different language, the way he talks, the way he, he's not like Spider-Man. He's not trying to be your neighbor, uh, you know, your neighborly hero, he is very much in your face. You know, get the claws out if you make him mad. Like, that, you need to be able to express that in the game. You know. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, like it has, uh, like yeah. it has to be rated. So, I well, that's what I'm saying. I hope it is. I just hope that no one says, "Oh, well, we kind of have to." Like, I'm still waiting to see if Disney really does let Deadpool three be M rated or not. Like, it's one thing to say it; it's another thing to do it. Or not M-rated, uh, R-rated, but you get what yeah. I mean. So, a, you know, aside from Wolverine, speaking of Insomniac and speaking of Spider-Man, there is a Spider-Man 2 yep. happening 2023. They gave that 
release date with Venom being the uh, surprise. Uh, inclusion, and obviously, I guess Miles Morales will uh, play a bigger part in this as well. What do you think, Venom? Obviously, he has the the movie and everything. The second movie. Yeah, but that so, movie was bad. So at least the yeah. first one. I, it's fine. I think Venom is kind of overused, or you know, he's not that interesting of a character, or you know, a protect or a antagonist. I do like that Tony Todd is voicing him because he does good work. I'm kind of curious if you can switch between the Spider-Man or if if you'll primarily play as Peter Parker and then you'll have like sequences where you play as Miles Morales or what that'll be. Yeah. I wonder if they'll let you pick between either one or like you said, if it's going to be set sections where, okay, this is the Miles section. This is the Peter section. They'll use the GTA five thing. We're going to swap between characters at will. Hey, why not? I think there's a lot of people that I mean Miles Morales keeps selling. Obviously, it's one of the you know launch games for the PS5, but it I mean I still feel like that game on its own is really really good, and did you he, know you get to tell the Miles story. So I don't know if you saw. Did you see the uh, Spider-Man Four footage, the game footage? No. I've... So yeah, they were gonna make a Spider-Man Four movie with uh, you know way back in the day but that got canceled and i guess they're making a they made some like prototype game spider-man 4 uh mm-hmm. that ironically like it was made by the guys who did prototype and like the game looks like prototype because they use the same like game map and everything yeah and there's like, a fight against a helicopter that is like hilarious because it looks almost exactly like prototype <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Spider-Man was good. I started. I didn't finish Miles Morales, but I should get around to that. I know it's a pretty short game compared to the other one. So yes, it's much shorter than the other one. Still really good on its own end. So I'm. I'd be definitely down if letting you pick between both at any time or. Or the either way, any- I just I hate. I would hate to feel like well, we definitely have to give Spider-Man more time because that's the main character, and so like Miles gets like two sections, and that's it. You don't see him again. Introduce like three or four different like Spider-Man characters, like you know Spider Gwen or you know, like the movie, yeah, Spider Ham, you know, still be voiced by John Mulaney. Let's do it. I would go down for Spider Ham being in the game. Uh, we got to see actual gameplay of Forspoken, which that looked interesting to me. I, I am, I think, a lot more sold on the game than I was. That, I mean, like that, that, what they have shown it for was very limited. So that was the. Uh, Square game, yes, the square game. Okay, I, I was watching the giant bomb stream of that, and I agree. I think it was Jeff who said because that's a game where it's like you're a person in the real world and you get dumped into like fantasy world, right? The uh, with dragons and yeah, yeah. He said yeah. he said you should you should be playing a character in the you should be playing a character from the real world who gets dumped into a Final Fantasy world. <laughs> Even the world she gets dumped into looks like Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, it I does. thought it does because you're there's a lot of sand and a lot of well, know. like that big monster skeleton thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, uh, but imagine, imagine if it was like Yakuza, like a dragon, or you know, the the main character knows she's in a game, or like knows that like, oh why yeah, am I, why am I hanging out with Cloud and you know fighting Sephiroth, you know, <laughs> something like that. Like if they ever get to that point, they should definitely do that. Like do a. Isekai Final Fantasy. That would be great. 
Yeah, they... but that game looked all right. Uh, I think it's kind of weird that like your whole weapon is based on your right right wrist, or you know. Yeah the the braces or the bracelet yeah, thing. The rings from that Shang Chi movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I still need to see that. By the way, I've heard it's really good. Yeah. So, Forspoken is going to be sometime uh, next year. Uh, so, of course, everything is everything that was here. Yeah. Yeah, everything except uh, Spider Man, Wolverine. I think that's it, right? Is 2022. No, no, I meant like there are some games. They showed it off a few games coming out this year. Yeah, but it but... seemed like it's very few and far. But yeah. Like almost everything is 2022. Uh, even Grand Theft Auto Five got delayed again, even though people are tired of hearing about it. Like I think it got downvoted badly on YouTube. <laughs> so like they did not want to see it in this showcase. It seems unnecessary. Unlike, unlike like Alan Wake, because that's that's a game that hasn't been around. You know, yeah, and it's also a very cult game. It's an you know, even though there's control out there and people kind of see that there's a connection now, there's still a lot of people that have no idea about Alan Wake. Yeah. Uh, whereas but, Grand Theft Auto Five, like who the hell doesn't know about Grand Theft Auto Five at this? <laughs> yeah, or have at least two or three different versions kicking around in their game yeah, library, or, or play the online at some point or another. I actually have uh, my girlfriend's brother would exclusively play Grand Theft Auto Online constantly, and then all of a sudden he found Red Dead Online, and now he's hooked on that. So he's a Red Dead Two Online. So he's he's hooked on that now. I yeah. went from one Rockstar game to another. Going uh, from that, the one that I thought looked really interesting, just because I think that we've only shown this like one other time, so we didn't really know a lot about it, but uh, Project Eve, I thought looked really cool. Um, I, I like the setting. It's funny because, well, uh, I think the Giant Bomb said it looked like Bayonetta. I actually yeah, thought it looked a lot like near. I thought it looked a lot like near Automata. Well, I mean, those games kind of take a lot from each other. Yeah, but the whole, like, bombed-out city or, like, you know, the city with the overgrown plants and everything like that. I'm like, I actually, yeah, when I first watched it, I'm like, is this a new is this a new near game or what's going on, you know? <laughs> Are, like, crickets attacking your... It feels like... I don't know if it's me or you. Crickets? <laughs> I keep hearing crickets. Yeah, it's in my that's my out my window or my oh, okay, they're in your window. Okay, no, that, that, that's just the audience. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna uh, be like, "What is going on? <laughs> are y'all adding your own sound effects?" <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that game looked really good. I looked really uh, gross too, but I agreed on that. I'm definitely uh, interested to see when that is is gonna finally hit. Ghostwire Tokyo, I thought looked good. Um, we already knew I, it was delayed 2022, but uh, so I doubt this. Did you? I mean, did you have a Dreamcast or no? Yes, I did. Do you ever hear of a game or ever play a game called Machin X? I that doubt name it. sounds familiar, but I've never played it. No, I I rented it once, and it uh, it's really weird. I think it's an Atlas game. It was a first person game where you had a sword. I think they were like live, like like living swords, and you basically just fought enemies. You know, like a first-person perspective, and you could also yeah. like jump between characters, like inhabit other characters. That Ghostwire game reminded me seriously of that game, and I got like yeah. really freaked out. I'm like, "What? Why are they doing like that game? Wasn't good, or no one remembers that game?" <laughs> yeah, I, I just like the the weird-looking characters and 
um, the first person perspective could be very interesting with the almost looks like Dragon Age with the how yeah. they do the powers and everything. I'm down with uh, with this game when it finally uh, yeah. does come out. I don't know why they had to show Deathloop again. Yeah, uh, that game's already coming I mean, it's, out. It's coming out next week. They're like, it's coming out in like five days. It's like, all right, why are you devoting four minutes of, of this presentation to this game then? You know, yeah, definitely. If you're gonna say okay, got delayed, then cool. But I don't understand why you're uh, showing this at all. Uh, Gran Turismo officially gets delayed till 2022, March 4th now. A uh, bunch of car porn. That's a franchise that it's funny because like Forza has completely dominated that landscape. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, but they have their opportunity now to dominate it again because it's gonna be a while before we get a Forza Motorsport Eight. Yeah, but Horizon so, Five's coming out this year, so yeah. But doesn't Horizon Five is more like arcadey? No, I mean, yeah, but th- those those games still sell really well, and they still have a lot of the. I mean, if you want to get into it, they still have a lot of the cartooning crap that, you know, yeah. Motorsport has or Gran Turismo has. Oh, let's see. I mean, they showed off a lot of things there for Gran Turismo, so we'll see how that does. Uh, it's a big game that definitely Sony is banking on on that front. I, what did you – I think everything else, Vampire Musgrave, Blood Hunt, Tashia. Tashia looks great. I thought the uh, one where she's on like a, a tropical island. Yeah. Uh, the indie game. Um, so I thought it was a great presentation for the most part. I mean, you got some games in there. You're like, ah, GTA, um, Deathloop, like why? Tiny Tina you know, as well. But, you forgot about God of War. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I was saving that for the last and then I kind of forgot. God of War. Ragnarok. It's officially called God of War Ragnarok after they thought about, I guess they'd be calling it something else and then deciding to call it that again. And man, this looked really good. Really awesome to see like a Atreus all grown up and uh, there's uh, Freya in this here and they showed off a bunch of other characters. Uh, Thor gets hinted at, but then they showed off the picture of what he looks like. And immediately people got mad because Thor is chubby. He looks like a mixture between Thor from Avengers Endgame and uh, yeah. Roadhog from Overwatch. <laughs> but this is more of like the mythological uh, mythological Thor. It's not obviously the Marvel and uh, Thor. Yeah. So, but I mean, I I thought he looked fine. Like you know, yeah, cares. It didn't bother me. Like, yeah. yeah, I didn't. Didn't care at all on that front. I, I mean, I think all the characters look great. Uh, yeah. The pictures they've shown. And anything on your end that you liked about the trailer? Or? It looked. He had like a spear. Th- it looked like it had a spear thing, or like kind of a grappling hook thing that looked kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll play that because I really like that last one they did. Oh god, uh, yeah, the first one was so good. Su- surprisingly, because I didn't like that franchise before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was game of the year in so many places, so a lot to live up to. Corey Corey Barlog is not the director on that front. He's working on other unannounced projects, and they have him working on, or a new director is working on that. Yeah. So I'm sure he still has some input, though. You know, like it's not like. I'm sure he's 
he's still getting called like hey what do you think about this or what do yeah you, you think he would do this like but yeah i'll that, that was a good game bro yeah That's i mean it's, end on. <laughs> god it looks so good though like i i can't wait to see what this is gonna look like on ps5 um i do really wish they would have not put it on ps4 and so you could really get the true grandeur of it but alas gotta make that money especially now with well yeah but at least maybe this well at least uh they were showing off games that are only going to be ps5 you know oh no yeah definitely they're showing some of that off but like, I, mean, I don't think showing it with ps5 gameplay i don't think spider-man 2 will be ps4 let's say that oh no it definitely won't no, oh my God! If you're still making Spider-Man Two for PS4, something went horribly wrong. And Wolverine as well. Um, is not Cell Republic gonna? Yeah, that's PS5 exclusive. Okay. Or uh, PS5 and I think PC also. I think uh, it will series. It, um, no, it's they not. Didn't. No, okay. no. It's only coming to PS5. Okay, wow. Well, it'll be. Ex- it'll probably be like exclusive for like a year. You know, a year or two or something. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, that like Forspoken game was PS5 only or like Project E. Yeah, that has like a two year exclusivity. And they also should have more Rainbow Six Extraction, but I don't think we need to see for that. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of a game that had been rumored, and I thought maybe, maybe we would see, um, considering it was like getting heavy rumors, was a new Twisted Metal game. Uh, of course, they're doing a television adaptation of Twisted Metal. So do you think. Uh, you know, I don't Jeff think Jeff right about this here. No, I I don't think that's a game type or you know a genre that I think is just passed. Because look at that that PlayStation uh, card game they just made for the you know the rate the arena combat game that came out and no one cared. Yeah, I mean, but and look at it, look at the last Twisted Metal game that came out and no one cared. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's just like, I mean, there are some out coming out now, and they actually have. There's like a slight resurgence, but like, look at like beat 'em up games. You know, those were all the big hit. Those were all the big things in like the eight and eight bit and sixteen bit era. But like, right past the PlayStation, no one cared. I mean, I, there's like Street Rage Four now, or like that new yeah, Turtles because game. that was so well done. Yeah, or like that Turtles yeah. game coming out, but right. like. That's a genre that's largely gone. That, unless it's like a niche title, like a deliberately like a retro title, that no, just no one cares. And yeah, aside I mean, from, you have to do a lot in that genre now to stand out because you can't just come out with a beat 'em up. Yeah. Anymore. I, I just think like arena car combat game is just something that it's just too passe. And don't get me wrong, I used to like I like Twisted Metal 2 a lot, and Twisted Metal Black is really good, but I, I just think it's like it's just like uh arena shooters now. Like Quake Arena or like that when they made it an tournament game that like no one it was well made, but no one cared about it, and then it eventually just died. Like new genres come out and old genres go away. I mean, what if they tried to do like a battle royale with it? Uh I I don't think that would work because <laughs> Like you'll inst- like it just be like a griefing like nonstop. <laughs> I mean that that could be a way to give it more legs, but that like, was I'm, the I'm, thing when that PlayStation All Stars Battle World came out. Everybody was like, "Well, why didn't you just do Twisted Metal?" Yeah. For this, I think like, I'm a level thirty four sweet tooth. It's like, all right, cool. 
bring back uh, Destruction Derby. Well, why not? Yeah. Let's see how well it does. This isn't part of it, this thing, but did you see that Marvel uh, Dark Suns or whatever that game Midnight is called? Midnight Suns, the gameplay? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I thought the card game, card stuff could be interesting. Like, it lets you be able to pick your own powers that you bring in and, and everything. I think it adds a little bit more of a dynamic just to strategy. I think it might be interesting, but it might be too like I'm I'm kind of concerned about it being like really randomized, or like it's like oh I got a bad draw or you know I got a bad hand. It's like all right, well I'm kind of screwed. Uh, yeah, I mean that is the thing with card games, right? Like it, it is kind of a luck of the draw. You don't always get what you need at the right moment. But uh, but I am very happy that they they said they'll have like a lot of uh, character a lot of costumes. It's like thank yeah. God because those default like the trailer costumes were ugly as and <laughs> yeah, thankfully they're letting them have more of I guess what you're used to seeing with like them. the yeah the regular yeah. costumes. It's like all right, cool. Yeah, that's that's what you want from those games. So I wonder if there will be uh, DLC characters and all that kind of stuff with it. I think they said there's not going to be like a season pass. I mean, maybe. I mean, they, if, if it, it if does it, well, if yeah, they, yeah. Or I'm mm-hmm. sure if they do, it would just be an expansion because that's what they do with like XCOM. Yeah, they could do that too. I I really hope it does because you need different Marvel games out there than just the action. Oh, it'll it, it might have DLC. Yeah, the thing I saw was it won't have any microtransactions. So, oh, thank God. Yes. Yeah. That. Considering it's 2K, that's a big step for them. They're normally all about. Only when uh, it comes to their sports games. Uh, yeah, but that's enough. Like that makes that puts me off of 2K because of that. It's yeah. like, you know, I don't want to be bombarded with that stuff all the time. Uh, also, the PlayStation added another studio, the UK-based Fire Sprite, who are they're working on two games. I think one of them is a multiplayer like a big multiplayer shooter that they're calling game changing. Uh, and it has a dark narrative as well. It's supposed to be uh, a la a blockbuster. I mean, not a lot to take out of that, obviously, but I, good that I, Sony keeps adding studios. I actually had a good chuckle when I saw that story because I thought of, uh, cause they used to be Sony Liverpool. Like they they were the yeah, one making wipe out, and then yeah, they shut down that studio. So that you know, the guys made a new studio that Sony also bought. And I thought about uh, second, or I bought, thought about Double Fine and Microsoft. Microsoft bought Double Fine last year, and like they had the chance to buy Double Fine twenty years ago, and they didn't do it. Or I think they had the chance yeah. to publish uh, Psychonauts One on the Xbox to be an, an exclusive game, and they were like, "No, we're good." We're gonna publish uh, Blinks the Time Sweeper instead. So well, I mean, thank God because look at all the games you got afterwards that maybe you don't get because Microsoft owns them. Uh, that was yeah, look, time at Microsoft. Look what happened to Rare. But then also like think about the uh, you know yeah think about Rare and this feel dread about what's gonna to happen to Double Fine. <laughs> I don't necessarily. I think if Sakonats Two keeps doing well. They have the opportunity to, if they want to do a no, third one, or if they wanna... they, they'll do a third one. I mean, that's not my point. My, my point was more like, do you think we'll get like the smaller, weirder games coming out of Double Fine? I mean, why not? Like they have indie games that they sit there and pay for. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I just, Sony made a new Wipeout, but again, that's a, like I, that's another I, genre. I Nintendo with F Zero. That's not. Yeah, that, well, that's like another genre that is just too passe or just no, not a ton of interest. I mean, Mario Kart does well, or like the Sonic Racing thing did fine, but because it has the the mascots, you know. Yeah, but I, yeah, it's just. I mean, futuristic car car racing games don't exactly like blow the market away these days. <laughs> no, they don't. And uh, I, I don't know. I I think they're cool. Like I really enjoy those, but they do come from a time. Yeah, I can kind of understand. I saw I was at a used game store and I saw a copy of Quantum Redshift, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about this game. Oh, oh yeah, that that's similar to those, right? Yeah, well, that that literally that is like Wipeout, but that was like the Xbox version, and they only made one of them because it didn't sell at all. Well, finally ending on a Sony thing here. Uh, this was from like during that time when we didn't do the show because when we would have done the show, it would have been another one of those where, oh, everybody's mad about Sony not offering the upgrade for Horizon uh, Forbidden West, and then. Oh, they come out like a day or two later and go, oh, yes, yes, we are going to provide that. And but then at the end, they announced that all games going forward, including God of War, will be $10 if you want upgrades to PS5. So how do you feel about this? I mean, I definitely feel like fans had a, a reason to be mad. Like, it's one thing to to say, oh, well, the base version of the game will not offer that and then you want to charge people even more to have to buy a special edition to get the upgrade like this is what it should have been from the beginning just say hey we're going to charge you because we think our games are great and we think you're going to pay you know we think our games are like top tier so you're going to pay for that upgrade you should have just done that from the beginning to me yeah i mean like call of duty does that or you know other other games have done yeah they did with crash right yeah, and Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk. So, I mean, I get it. You don't want to be the villain, but that's the way Sony sees their games. I mean, they they feel like they're, you know, of a high stature, high class, and you got to pay that extra money. So, and here, at least yeah. giving you the upgrade option. I guess here's a more here's a theoretical question: Is do you think if there were more PS5s out there, this would be as big of an issue, or? that people would be as concerned with the PS4, you know, version? Well, definitely. Definitely they would not be as concerned because they would just buy the PS5 version straight off. Yeah. But I think it's still naive to say that if there's more available, it means that we should shut out this entire market that we're still in a pandemic and people are still having problems paying for things. And now uh, unemployment's going out and... And all this other, you know, things are going out and, and they're not getting replaced with anything. So people are are having to scramble to find money for things. And that's that's still a, a thing that's happening. And we need to realize that and say, OK, anything we can do to help it make it easier for our customers right now, um, even if things are a lot better by the time we get to the point where, for, uh, you know, Horizon Urban West is out. I still think this was originally going to be, you're saying it's a PS4 game. You need to offer that path. When you get to whenever the heck God of War is going to come out, that is a lot later. 
Yeah. And and you would expect that, that Morty were able to get his son. That should be the cutoff game. No, it is. He's yeah, Jim Ryan said that. God of War will be the ten dollar. No, no, uh, I meant no no. I meant the cutoff game for PS4 games. Oh yeah. They always, I think that's it. Like Grand God of War Grand Turismo Seven, those are it, the last ones. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else as far as big PS uh studio games. Right. Uh, that really should be uh the cutoff, and I think it is. I don't think you necessarily have to worry about that, but it's just this is something silly that Sony really should have done in the, the first oh. place. Yeah, just like how yeah. God of War two took out the PS two and God of War Ascension took out the PS three. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, I just feel like Sony needs to understand the world that they live in now and that they have competition that is offering things for free, offering things inside of a service. Like they have too many things to point to for for you to go and do stuff like this that makes it seem like you're just, oh well, we're trying to get the most money we can or oh we don't really care. And Yeah, well, I like the predictions yeah. that like, oh, Sony's gonna introduce their own game pass type thing for this conference. It's like, you idiots. Yeah. Of course they're not. <laughs> Guys, like, come on now. I keep saying this, like, people are saying, I know, uh, you know, Randy is a big PS Now uh, supporter, and I understand that. Like, I think PS Now should be a better service. I definitely think that all the games should be downloadable. I think, you know, you should offer the best, um, if you're going to offer streaming, offer it to the best ability you can, you know, as far as, like, the graphic quality and everything, and uh, you should have your first party games on there after a certain point. Uh, you know, after they don't make money for you anymore, like put them on that service and keep them there and stop taking them off. But like they don't, they don't want to do Game Pass, and I don't blame them. That's a lot of money to be spending constantly on putting new things on there, whether it's indies or whether it's big games, or even having to do. I think it's better for them to do the, the PS Plus thing that they do of just, okay, well, these games are yours as long as you have the service and not, oh, well, I don't know, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is on there. Oh, well it, well, it was on there for a year. If you didn't play it, well, tough luck. It's coming off now. You know? Speaking of PS Plus, it's funny because, like, I think it was like three weeks ago, Best Buy had a, had a pretty good game sale. It was like $10 per game for like 10 days. Yeah. And like one of the last days it's overcooked. All you can eat. Yeah. So I convinced me oh I convinced Jens to buy a copy and I bought a copy also so you could play it online. And then like a week later it's like, oh, here's a PS plus game, overcooked, all you can eat. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, at least you only pay ten dollars. Yeah. I actually sold it. So I I think I actually made more money off it and selling it than you know. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good job on on that one. Yeah, I, I was excited to have overcooked all you could eat. Yeah, uh, there for PS Plus. I love that game. Uh, the both those games, honestly. So let's get into some ex kind of expected and unexpected stuff, and then the total. Why the hell would you even utter this in the Twitterverse? But yeah, let's get to Epic and Apple first. So. Apple is not considered a monopoly by the U.S. District Court. Um, they said that they have the ability to possibly become that because they own such a huge share of the mobile gaming market with Google that eventually they could surpass that and eventually you could consider them a monopoly, but right now they're not. However, 
the major thing for Apple is that Epic wins in one way in that they have considered that the 30% revenue that they charge to put anything on the store or that they get from that is not okay. And that Apple were not very, they didn't do a good job of explaining why they should charge that amount. Yeah. Um, So perhaps we're going to see that go down at some point for the app store. Epic also doesn't get a win because they still don't have to allow a direct payment onto the store uh, by other apps. So supposedly Tim Sweeney is still not going to bring Fortnite back until that is put in there, which I don't know how you're going to make them do that when this, this court did not. So. Right. Uh, It's a weird legal mess. I, I think Epic kind of, like almost one, but Apple still got the better deal, you know. Yes. Uh I mean, what did you? Like, I guess whose side were you kind of on? Well, I was on. I was on the. I was understandable that Epic can Apple can charge what they want on their store because it's also the rate that everybody else charges, right? It's not. Yeah. Like it's not like it, they weren't yeah. charging like seventy percent. They were charging what Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft do, you know, thirty. And Epic. Epic, I can understand they wanted their own way to circumvent uh, having to give Apple money for every single transaction. Like, I understand that. That is annoying. Like, okay, sure, take my money when somebody buys, for you know, not Fortnite, but okay, when somebody buys a game or when somebody, you know, makes a certain transaction, but like not every single one. Yeah. Um, so I can kind of understand Epic in a way because it's like, well, we're not getting as much money as we should or we could from uh, this. These that, that, then again, they aren't getting any money right now. So <laughs> Yeah, they're not getting any money right now. So that's the thing. I guess they, they felt like it's unnecessary. I, I don't uh, think, uh, I mean, unless Epic kind of backs down, I don't think Fortnite will ever be in the iPhone again or iOS. Yeah, I don't think so. And they've gone without it long enough that they've I mean, found I think, other ways to make money. I, I think like Epic needs, the, you know, the iPhone more than Apple needs Fortnite, you know? Agree on that part. Apple definitely, or Epic needs, well, maybe Epic doesn't really need them, but they w- could definitely use them. <laughs> it could well, definitely it's just, you know, it's just like the Steam stuff. It's, well, you know, the Epic Game Store is like, okay. You want to uh, make more money? Hell, you create a phone. You know, good luck with that. I found it interesting that the court could not define what a video game was. So that's that was uh, interesting in a way. One, like, one of those fun legal legal things. <laughs> yeah, like, well, we know it's an interactive thing, but that's like as far as we're gonna go with it. That's uh, different uh, in a way. And of course, in the idiot of the week, uh, the for- now former Tripwire Studio CEO, um, John Gibson, who is the CEO of, uh, you know, this is talking about games calling uh, Man Eater, who just had a DLC come out. So this did not help sell that DLC at all. Uh, Killing Floor, obviously. And then, of course, they have 
uh, partnerships with uh, like for Chivalry 2 and and so on uh, with Storm Rider Studios. So he, this is, of course, talking about that uh, Texas law that bans abortions after the first six weeks, uh, which now the federal government is getting involved and in saying is unconstitutional. So he uh, may have done this entire thing for nothing even dumber <laughs> reasons <laughs> like for no reason at all so he basically defended that law and and you know a lot of people came out against him uh rightfully so you know and then he kind of doubled down on it and made it worse and then started seeing shipwright studios and torn banner studios distance themselves shipwright studios actually went to the point of saying, oh, we're going to end our contracts with Gibson, which I think may have been the reason why somebody, people started getting in, uh, having to be like, oh, look, dude, you're going to have to step down because we're going to lose a lot of stuff if you don't. And I think he put his own, then then we come to find out he put his own band into Killing Floor and uh, all this stuff. And then there's there's uh, lyrics in there that are kind of promoting that in a way as well. So this was beyond that ruling. There, there seemed to be a personal thing on that front. But I mean, how much of this is okay? It's my personal opinion. This is what I, I stand on. And then how much of it is like, okay, he deserves to be, you know, attacked for this. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it is the second part. <laughs> like, yeah, he, if he wants to have his personal opinion, fine. But you don't. Then you don't put it on Twitter, or you know, you have a private personal opinion it's, it reminded me of the well i saw a post about you know the studio of farsight studios they did the pinball arcade stuff uh yeah the ceo of that is actually now a republican congressman i think He's yeah not like, I mean, so just to just so you can have the context that for some reason you don't you don't know what this is about or you read it when it happened and you forgot so he's this is what he actually said Proud of the U.S. Supreme Court for affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat. As an entertainer, I don't get political often. Uh, I shouldn't get political. Stupid. Uh, You shouldn't get political at all, then. (laughs) It was so many vocal peers on the other side of this issue. I felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life candidate. I don't need. I don't think you needed to go on the record and say anything. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, that might have been the wrong move. (laughs) Like that was. the worst thing you possibly get. Like, that's something you say in private. Like, that's something you tell your friends. Like, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't go on a public freaking app. And the people that do this kind of stuff and they live in a hole and don't understand how Twitter works. My, my comment was basically like, he, he tanked his career faster than uh, Randy Pitchford is trying to tank his. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, Dude, why would you say that? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, don't say this at all. Right. I, I mean, it's, don't go on Twitter and say, like, we know how Twitter works. There's usually way more people that are against this than are for it. And this is obviously a very a big issue. You're telling women that they can't. They don't have a choice with their bodies, and that's wrong. And, you know, whether you believe that, okay, it's a baby at conception and whatever, and you're killing the baby and 
Um, you know, in a way, I understand that that point as well. Like, I believe that, but I also believe a woman should have a right to choose what she does because a lot of times you didn't have a choice of how that baby was created. So why shouldn't you be able to remove it and remove that from your life instead of, oh, I have this reminder that I now have to carry with me. And it's like, this is what I don't understand. It's like, there's so many studies that show women lose parts of their life carrying a baby to full term. Like it's like, I don't understand this idea of, well, we need to be, a, we need to have this law now that bans us. And the worst part is like, you almost have like bounty hunter syndrome of, oh, now you can go after people that you find out are doing this. Any any office that you find out is doing this can be uh, brought to court. It's like, wow, we went above and beyond trying to make this a law. We made this, uh, we want to make sure this doesn't happen. And then you know, he comes out and supports this. It's like, the only thing I... Uh, the only thing I would ever ask these people is how many adopted or unwanted kids have you adopted? And when the answer is, of course, zero, then I'd say SDF you about anything about this. Yeah, it's like, it just, dude, why? Why did you, you ruined yourself? For, I, I don't know that this guy will ever be able to get. I wouldn't say ever because there's bad people that still have a job in games. But man, you did not do yourself any uh you might have to go to that studio that has like the all male the one that we talked about like maybe that i don't know but that's a really uh i'm so i'm i feel so bad for people that have to that work at that studio that have to deal with that it's um not good at all the, that's people representing you on a public forum saying stuff like this why dude yeah someday some people will learn what, how twitter works uh, someday and learn that if you are a high-ranking official in anything, keep your mouth shut. Or at least yeah. think about what you're going to say. <laughs> I mean, this is not the same thing as the president doing the thing with the vaccine mandate. This is you putting your opinion out there and you're ahead of a company. It's a totally different uh, feel on that. So getting away from that, just to end things, um, on different notes here, Sonic Colors Ultimate has issues, and they're apparently analyzing the bugs and crashes that the game has, uh, especially the Nintendo Switch version, which that's sad because I'm sure there's a lot of people that really wanted to get the Switch version, and now they have the worst warrant. I, I saw the comment by the uh, Sega PR rep, I think, and she tried to she tried to try to, try to deflect and go like, oh. People are playing the game in an emulator that's causing the issues, and it's like, no, I mean there might be some people doing that, but one percent, you know, or and there are other like reputable outlets saying like, no, we've had these issues also, or it's harder to do, but you can still do it. Yeah. Did you see, did you see that footage? No, I have not. Oh man, it's great. Some of it's like hilarious. It's really really bad. Okay. Yeah, there's like a good uh there's like I saw a video where it's like small glitches, medium glitches, and then like epilepsy glitches, you know? It's that bad. It's like that they just announced a game thing no longer human that like it's basically one big epilepsy yeah uh thing. It's like what who 
who made this and thought that this was a good idea? Like, did this not? I don't have epilepsy, and it bothered me watching it. Like, it was yeah. just way too many effects and things going on at once. And that music, too. It's like, oh, God, this is, like, bombarding my brain right now. I'm going to turn this off. It's, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, some some of that Sonic thing had that. Yeah. And, right. like, Sonic's character models, like, glitchy, like, literally, like, transforming into different gameplay, like, different NPCs. Like, it's... Oh, it's like, a, man. It's like wow. Sonic turns into like a fish at some point. And it's like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, <laughs> wow, that's insane. I looked at it and I was like, yep, it's a Sonic game. You know, <laughs> you should have expected. I'm less enthused about that big Sonic game coming if this is what you're going to. I was I never mean, enthused about that one. So. so does it play fine on the other systems then? or it's? I think it had some issues, but not like the seizure inducing ones. Right, and like there are video, they're like wet, they're like weird videos. Like they they did like do some work on the game, but like they made it like darker. Yeah, or like I guess Sonic has this like uh, ricochet ability with one of the wisps, and like you can barely see what you're aiming at because like the aiming laser is so dark that you just can't see what you're doing, and it's like that's probably not great, <laughs> but it also doesn't surprise me because again, it's a Sonic game. But hopefully they're working on it and they get it fixed. Uh, so yeah. Speaking of that, there are rumors that Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games are going to show up on the Switch as part of the Switch Online. Do you have any games that you really want to see? I mean, everyone, I don't want to see them, but I'm sure everyone would want Pokemon. I mean, there's some good Game Boy games. I never really played much Game Boy Color stuff, but like Game Boy games like Super Mario Bros. 2. Uh, fortified zone, like some of the Kirby stuff, but I guess I'd be curious if if they just have it like a be like a super Game Boy thing, or if they actually try to do like a little work on it. Yeah, hopefully they are going to be doing some work, like we've seen with the SNES and NES games. You know, for me, obviously Pokemon stuff would be great, especially like the Pokemon like spinoff uh, games would be great, like the Wario games. Yeah, that would be good to have as well. Yeah, I'd be uh, very much down with with having those. And uh, sorry, there's a someone mowing the lawn. That's uh, what happens when you do the show uh, during the day. <laughs> so if you're hearing that, I apologize. The the Zelda ones would be interesting if they could. If it, I, you would think that they would bring those over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the three Zelda games. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, mean, I actually just bought a copy of uh, the, that G- Game Boy Zelda game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's a ton like Kirby stuff for me too because I love Kirby, uh, but I don't know that there's a ton because you have like what they bring over like Metroid Two when you have the remake. I mean, I think they would because they're just so drastically different. Or you know that that Metroid Two and the Game Boy is such a primitive game by yeah. comparison. Uh, same with like Zelda. I mean, same, th- you know, Link's Awakening. They just put out that Switch version, you know, a year or two ago. I would really it's... want the Game Boy Advance stuff more than yeah. That that that's yeah. the more enticing option, but they won't do that because people want it. <laughs> yeah, I just I really hope we're not going to do the same thing that we've been doing, uh, Nintendo. Of we're going to be really let's find the most niche thing that ever existed on that uh game boy or game boy color and put it on there 
here, and yeah, not put the big ones. Here's yeah. F1 race. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, you know, Kid Dracula. Oh, God. Or uh, Kid Icarus, yeah. really. God. Yeah. Yeah, Kid Icarus. You know. Um, we'll or those uh, Final Fantasy Adventure. Yeah. Uh, Super RC Pro-Am. Let's, uh, well, they already had the Final Fantasy Adventure in the collection thing, right? Or, uh, that they already put on Switch. So I don't think they would put that on there, but Make sure you're putting stuff there that people really want. Not, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Super Mario Land too. Obviously, like you said, or Mario Land, like that, the third one that was pretty good. Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't see him doing this because I don't think there's that. I mean, aside from Pokemon, I just don't think that, that there's that much of an interest. Uh, at least somehow like, I would see them holding out on the Pokemon ones just because they're like, oh, we could probably make money somehow putting them on. Yeah, switch like in a collection on Switch or something. So, yeah, it would be but, nice if they cut into some of the uh, old game market or you know the retro game market because Pokemon games still sell, you know are expensive. Yeah, well, I mean that's them. You know that's that's them in general because their games don't go down in price. Right. And speaking of Game Boy uh, things, the Analog Pocket got delayed again. I put so, that in there because it depresses me. <laughs> yeah, COVID is hurting this as well. I'm sorry. I, I'm curious if well, I don't think I honestly don't think it'll come out this year. I mean, they say it's the final delay, but yeah, we'll see. Remember, they announced or they they didn't release it or they didn't have pre-orders, but they announced that analog duo thing like at the beginning of the year, or I think it was like last year, and. They have they didn't even have like a page for it, <laughs> or you know. So, if the pocket is delayed, like how 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 bad is that one? Like how far up is that one? Yeah, that's... yeah. They announced the duo on October sixteenth, twenty twenty, and what? they didn't like they didn't have like a pre order or anything like that. They just announced it. it it's just it's that's all during COVID time though. So I mean, yeah, it, like. It's frustrating, and they're saying it's frustrating. So, at yeah, they're acknowledging that. Like, I'll be curious. Uh, well, they they said also that they're going to get some units into like people's hands. So I'll be curious about more of the like hands-on impressions of that thing. Uh, today yeah, I'm still curious about it. Uh, you know, I still have mine pre-ordered. So, so the last thing here is going off of that same thing that we talked about last time with the water and the uh, game grading uh, thing. So Mark Haspel, who I think he's not only a co-founder of what I wasn't he the one that ran that the store as well or the the other no, no it's well no I think that no no that's someone else I think no Mark Haspel uh, he's like a co uh, well he's like a co-founder he's in that video but he's not yeah. like he's more like buying stuff from other re, from other stores like he's acquiring crap not selling it. It's not officially, <laughs> but I mean that's that's the worst part is that he's selling it on eBay and he's one of the he himself is grading games or having his company grade games and then selling them at the higher prices, which is driving up the prices. They even have uh, you know the person that's doing the investigation here, Seth Abramson, uh, realized that he had bought three games from Haskell on eBay, and that you know he was selling. 74 Atari 2600 games uh, with a total value of $46,405. I mean, 
The uh, really, yeah. The really funny thing about this is Haspel, I think, came out and said, like, I don't work for WADA or, you know, I, I was just a investor, like, initially, but I'm not involved with them anymore. Right. And he's on the fucking website of, like, you know, he, he's like the fourth or third employee. And his, his, wow, like, dude. His, his title is, like, uh, game advisor or something like that. Wow. Yeah, on the on the who we are, he is the fourth guy listed uh, under it. yeah chief advisor. So it's like yeah, you don't work, and he still has a WADA email address. Yeah, you used to work at Kmart. Do you, do you have a Kmart email address, <laughs> or you know, you used to work uh doing other jobs? You still have an email address from like you know your your old college or something? No, they they clip that out or they stop that like once you leave, you know. <laughs> You can't even Google your own name to see if that's there before you make that statement. Like, come on, man. I, I, I mean, I think, I think the whole company is incredibly shady. Yeah, uh, oh, no, no doubt. Yeah, I, I really hope they get dragged. If not, well, they're already getting dragged by like the retro game markets. But I mean, I hope they get dragged by like, Congress or you know, someone go. They either get jailed or heavily fined and have to shut down. <laughs> yeah. It, Hopefully, they find out more things and they can just shut them down about this because it's not good for the retro game market. Which, you know, at some point, it's going to be uh, having more games become more expensive when they finally do ever do that PS3 store shutdown or yeah, or you know, whatnot, it's so. so the main guy at Wada, his name is Dennis D E N I Z, which is an incredibly stupid way to spell his oh. name. Yeah. Uh Khan K A H N. I've started I've started referring to him as Dennis Khan C O N. I I wonder if his parents spelled his name like that or he went respelled. He renamed I, I have to imagine uh his parents spelled his name correctly and he he just did that to be cool. It's or you know like, to have Oh a man, I'm such an edge lord. I gotta put a Z at the end of my name. My god, whoa. Yeah. That makes me so cool. Like, not really, but whatever. I mean, but, he looks like yeah. the, he looks like the type of guy who'd like if he wasn't doing this, he'd be in a basement somewhere, somewhere, yelling about how he can't get laid and how he's an incel. <laughs> uh, take him down. The the, the funny thing about the water website too is they they have these uh like for every everyone that works there or like the who we are thing they have spirit animal, and Dennis Khan's spirit animal is the Koopa Troopa, and. Uh, Haspel spirit animal is the Goomba. You guys have like no shame, do you? <laughs> yeah. So moving on to the last thing we're going to do here, what we normally do, how we end the show, looking at what is coming out, which I already talked about some of this, but after, by the time we do the next show, because uh, some of the stuff already came out, Deathloop will be out. Um, so you can definitely go check that out, and we'll—I don't know—you're not really. Are you interested in that game? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Okay. Uh, so hey, we, I, the thing I saw was—I mean, I don't like the humor. I don't like the, uh, you know, the personality. But I saw it's basically like diso- dishonored, and it's like, wow, that makes me okay. extra not want to play it. <laughs> oh yeah, you were not a uh, something. Uh, Eastward comes out next week, which. I'm interested in that game. 
Um, uh, like great. It looks like an adventure game with some RPG stuff in it. So interesting. Um, my Skatebird comes out, which I kind of just want to try that just to see how that is to feel like you're uh, a yeah. bird skating. Uh, I've heard it's actually uh, really good though. Uh, a game called I Am Fish, which I imagine that means you are actually a fish. That's a sequel to I Am Bread, right? Yeah, maybe. Could be. I don't know. Uh, Severed Steel, which is that first person uh, crazy shooter. Um, that looks really interesting. I will wait to see if it comes to consoles. I don't want to play it on my PC. Origami 2, which is going to be on Game Pass. And, of course, on other the other systems. Uh, you can check that out. I'm a game I'm interested in as well. Um, Nino Kuni comes to the Switch. Hopefully, it doesn't have the problems uh, some of these other Switch ports have had. And Akina Bridge of Spirits coming out really soon on the 21st. I yeah. am very much about this game. Looks awesome. Yep. So go check it out, folks. Uh, lots of games coming this month, and then, you know, we're getting into that fall season. So get ready. Uh, lots of Lots of stuff happening. Uh, yeah. For these games. Uh, well, until uh, next time, thank you for uh, joining us here. Uh, remember, you can listen to us on any podcast service that's out there. Uh, we are on YouTube. I didn't do this show on YouTube because I did it during the day and had a lot of moving parts around me, behind me. So, very much distracting for. Uh, people that are watching um, and I'm also still very tired from this long work week. Uh, we just did it on audio this time, but it will be on YouTube, just only the audio version. And yeah. you can also go check out w2.net.com go uh, check out that last run on gaming at Raymond, all that. And until uh, next week, we'll see y'all later. <laughs>